Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. Today we're going to do something a little different. If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you know that it's been heavily focused on me talking to people that are running for office or are uh, making the news in Clay County or, or people who are trying to influence the future of Clay County. But today, this is the first foray where it's just going to be me talking to you about something that I think you ought to be aware of. If you're not paying attention to the school board, um, you know, I've been trying to do that for you pay attention as much as I can to those scoundrels over at the Clay County District School Board. Um, they had a meeting last week, uh, August 5th, um, and, you know, it was a fairly mundane meeting agenda. There wasn't really anything earth-shattering on that agenda. Uh, they've already voted this year to raise your property taxes at previous meetings, uh, so they're going to steal more of your money. Um, we'll talk about that in a different episode. Um, but there was really nothing earth-shattering on this agenda, and I'm sitting around, you know, thinking I'm probably not going to pay too much attention to it, didn't plan on attending. Uh, I was actually out of town when this meeting was going to happen. And then all of a sudden I start getting messages from people on Facebook. I start getting emails, text messages saying, Hey man, have you seen uh, what's going to happen at this next school board meeting? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it turns out uh, the Clay County Democrat party decided uh, that they wanted to put a debate about the mask uh, COVID-19, you know, mask mandate or lack thereof with the Clay County school district on this agenda via the public comment section. So uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, COVID cases in Clay County are up, as they are in Florida and other parts of the country. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what to tell you about that, what's causing it, how bad it is or isn't. Um, but it, it is you know verifiable that there are a lot of hospitalizations and, and people dying from the coronavirus uh, in the county, more so than there were a month or two ago. The school board recently revised its smart start a smart restart plan uh, that they put in place last year which effectively turned schools into a prison uh, you couldn't visit schools you couldn't go on campus uh, your kids you know depending on what grade they were in had to wear a mask and they were strongly encouraging even the little kids as, as, as little as kindergarten to wear a mask uh, but they revised that plan this year and they lightened up on some of the draconian measures that they put in place um, they're allowing you know a little more albeit limited access to parents and volunteers and they are not mandating right now, that any students have to wear a mask when they come on campus for, you know, there are legally required uh, state mandated. And if you don't do it, you'll go to jail, public schooling. So the Clay County Democrat Party, in light of, I can only assume, the uh, COVID cases going on in this Delta variant that it has everybody in a panic, decided that they wanted to bombard the most recent August 5th school board meeting with people who were going to come and give impassioned pleas about forcing children to wear masks. I'm not going to get into a debate here on whether or not masks work. I don't know. You got to decide for yourself. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And that really is the crux of the problem. Um, the Democrats in the county, the progressive folks in the county, and even some of the progressive folks on the school board, because I'll just let you know, Clay County, that, that the majority of your school board members are progressives. Um, you know, and a lot of the people in the administration of your schools, not only at the administration of the district level, but in your schools are progressives. These people want to force your children to wear a mask. They don't care about the signs behind it. They don't care. They believe that it works. They believe that somehow... You have to wear a mask to protect other people, even if you're not sick, right? So 
The Democrats put out on their Facebook page, they do have a Facebook page, although it is maybe the least effective Democrat Facebook page uh, that I've ever seen. Democrats are known nationwide for being much more savvy at social media than their opponents, the red team. But, you know, the ones here in Clay County, I don't know. Not very good. You go look at their pages. But they also have a Facebook group. They have some other methods. They have uh, people that they employ that aren't telling you that they're working for the Democrat Party, but they are. So these people started uh, putting pleas out on Facebook. Hey, show up to the school board meeting. Show up to the school board meeting. Show up to the school board meeting. we got to tell these people that they need to reconsider not having a mask mandate. Right? So they post the, the details of the meeting and where it can go or where people can go and what time the meeting was happening. So I started passing it around, too. You know, pass around a couple of Facebook groups on the Facebook pages that I run for the Clay County Beacon, some of the other social media. Say, hey, these folks are coming up to give their opinion uh, on mass mandates, right? They, they want to force your children to violate their bodily autonomy and, you know, wear these mass mandates. Now, the problem that we have right now is that the Democrats work behind the scenes with agitators, um, people who want to change things, who want to push things in a more progressive direction. Uh, they work with people like Kevin Connor, who's been on my show before. And listen, I got a lot of respect for Kevin Connor, but uh, respecting the fact that he'll stand up, he'll answer my questions. You know, I disagree on a great many things. We see some similar problems, but we do not always see eye to eye on solutions and how to get there. Um, so they use Kevin Connor. He started to tag a bunch of people on uh, Facebook that weren't even in Clay County. Non Clay County folks wanted to bombard the school board meeting. So, you know, some folks who are. Uh, of the opposite opinion, like me, you know, we started to try to do the same thing. Start trying to get people to show up. Like, hey, come give your opinion. I'm out of town. I can't show up. I can't go to this meeting. I can't make it. There's no way I'm going to make it there. The cards just aren't, um, you know, she's not in the stars. Cards don't don't line up. So the problem that I have with people is Clay County. I don't know where you guys are. I don't know where the people who are reasonable folks, not even necessarily hardcore Republicans. I'm not a Republican. I'm a libertarian. Told you guys that before. Uh, you know, it's pretty plain to see if you're listening hard at all to to any of my podcast episodes or any of the content that I push out. I am not a member of the blue team or the red team. Uh, I am not in love with either of those. But there are reasonable people in this county who do not agree with progressive politics. They do not share the views that these progressive folks in the county share. And the majority of responses I got from people when I said, hey, if you can show up and, and voice the opposite opinion here, if you feel that way, was Oh, well, Governor DeSantis passed an uh, executive order that said school boards can't put a mask mandate. Now, you forget, when you say this, you forget that progressive politicians, progressive people who believe in progressive politics only follow the rules when the rules are advantageous to what they want. They want a particular outcome. And let's be just completely clear. They don't care how they get to it. They don't care if they have to use violence. They don't care if they have to break political rules. They don't care, uh, you know, if they don't have to follow procedures and policies and things that have been in place forever. They will do what they think they got to do regardless of what the rules are, regardless of who says they can't, right? Uh, and you look at it nationwide. Look at the situation in Texas. Go look it up. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, Democrats fleeing the Capitol uh, in Texas to prevent legislation from the other team being passed. Um, you know, and, and I give, I give the progressive folks, you know, credit in one regard, you're consistent and you stick to your guns. Uh, and, and when they go after a goal, you know, they're, they're, they're going after it hard. Unlike the other side, like, listen, I don't agree with the Republicans on a lot of things, but, but when Republicans get power, they don't seem to really do much with it. They just sort of sit on it. You know, they don't, uh, 
they don't really accomplish much of what they say they're going to accomplish. I believe that's partly because most of the Republican Party are also progressive politicians. Um, if you're not following on on uh, Twitter and Facebook, a man named Michael Malice, you should look him up. He's got some very potent and, and uh, accurate sayings. One of the things that he says that the Republicans are just, you know, progressives going the speed limit. And I believe that's true. Um, you know, another thing he says is that, uh, you know, the only difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is that the Democrats are serious. The progressive politicians in the Democrat Party are serious about accomplishing their goals. So going back to what people were saying to me, well, Governor DeSantis said they can't do that. Don't make the assumption that the progressive politics at play in your county, the folks who are pushing this mindset, the folks on the school board who operate under this mindset, who are tax and spend progressive thinking people, are going to follow a rule that the governor put in place just because, oh, well, he's the governor. He said we can't do it. We can't do it. So the problem that we have with this meeting is, you know, there was a handful of people, and I, and I give a shout-out to the folks that, that showed up, but there was only a handful of people there saying, hey, Whoever wants to wear a mask can wear a mask, but it's wrong to force people to wear a mask. Whether it's a child or an adult, everybody should be free to make a decision to manage their own level of risk. So a handful of people showed up. They know who they are. I'm going to put a link to the YouTube video for this meeting in the show notes. You guys can go back and look at it, and that's going to come in handy later because there's. Uh, I want you to go back, and, and, and we're going to talk about the people that talked you know, on, on both sides of this argument and, and what they had to say about it, but... Uh, you should really go listen for yourself. So the, the handful of people that showed up in opposition to the school board reconsidering a mask mandate, they had data to back up what they were saying. They had well-reasoned thoughts and questions, right? I don't know if their data is accurate. You know, you can decide for yourself. You can go look up what they said and do your own research. But <clears throat> you could tell they had thought about their position and there really weren't any emotional pleas in it. There may have been a few, you know, a little bit. But um, when when the progressives got up there, and, and just mind you, like, I'm just going to put it plainly. If you are speaking at a public hearing, begging the government to violate the bodily autonomy of any of your fellow citizens, you are operating under a progressive politics way of looking at the world. You, you, threw, you view the world through the lens of progressive politics, and you believe that the government has a right and a responsibility to force people to do things that violate their rights, whether they want to or not. You know, uh, and they outnumbered, they definitely outnumbered the people that were speaking against the mask mandate, those who, the progressives who were there talking about the, uh, the, the, the school board need to reconsider whether they were going to make kids wear a mask. So they had one thing in common, though. They had, they had a wide range of people that were there, you know, and they had a wide range of, uh, reasons that they gave uh, that people should consider that the school board should consider reinstating a mask mandate. First lady that gets up, she's the one who um, organized the whole thing. Her name was Jennifer something. I don't know. I don't even remember what her name was, but she's clearly working with or for the Democrat Party in the county. See so her all over different things, posting people, getting people riled up. <clears throat> Had a few interactions with her myself on Facebook. Not impressed with her reasoning. Her main reason was, listen, I have three kids in school and I'm worried about them. I don't want them to get sick. Okay. Have your kids wear a mask. If they're old enough and you believe the vaccine is viable, have them, have them take the vaccine. You have the responsibility for your children to keep them safe and have them take reasonable safety precautions. You worrying about your child getting sick does not give you the right to have the government force my child to do something that she or he may not want to do. You can't force other people to do a thing just because you're worried. So the next person gets up there. 
you know, some sort of a pediatrician or something. She says, isn't it sad? Her, her whole thing was, isn't it sad when kids get sick? Of course it's sad. It's absolutely sad. Kids get sick all the time. It's terrible. It's awful. No one likes it. There's nothing worse than a parent having to watch their child suffer through an illness, whether it's COVID or otherwise. But again, that's an appeal to emotion. All of these reasons we're going to talk about from the progressives were appeals to emotion. And it does not justify the government violating the rights of anybody else. Yes, it's sad when kids get sick. If you're worried about your child getting sick and you don't want to be sad about your child being sick, take the reasonable precautions that you feel are appropriate. Have them wear a mask. If they're old enough and you believe in this vaccine, get them vaccinated. If you want to homeschool them and pull them out of the school system altogether, that's probably the best idea that anybody could have. Teach your children the worldview and the things that you think are important to them for them to have a successful adulthood in the future. But it's still not a reason to have the government violate the rights of other people who don't feel the same way as you. So the next person gets up there and he's a teacher of some sort. and he's We have a moral obligation to protect the kids. Okay, we do, but you can't protect everyone from everything. You don't have a right, and the government is not able to guarantee you a life that is devoid of risk. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. That, again, is an appeal to emotion. It's an appeal to authority also, but neither of those things justify the fact that the government should not violate the rights of other people because a handful of people are worried. So next guy gets up there. He's a, you know, military veteran and, you know, you know, people are going to be mad about this. And his whole thing is I fought for your freedom. So don't, don't use your freedoms irresponsibly is essentially his, his line, his rhetoric. And okay, I get that you're a veteran. I get you did what you did. You served. That's still not a good reason to have the government violate the rights of anybody else. It doesn't make a good argument for it. Your rights exist, and the government can either respect them or infringe upon them. So because you are a veteran, that does not give you extra authority to say that your view on what the government ought to be able to take away from me in terms of my rights and freedoms is more valid than anybody else's. It just doesn't. And I'm sure there's some folks who are going to hear that and get angry. I don't mean that as a insult to veterans at all, but your opinion is your opinion and your opinion because of a job you had in the past doesn't give it more weight than anybody else's opinion. It just doesn't. Um, you know, another guy gets up there and he admittedly had some terrible complications. I believe the man lost a leg from complications to COVID and that's awful. And I feel for that guy. My heart goes out to him. I think that's terrible. I don't wish that on anybody, but again, if he has children in the school system he has the ability to tell his kids to wear a mask. He has the ability to tell his kids if they're old enough and he believes in the vaccine to have them get vaccinated. And he has the ability to get vaccinated himself. And again, you can go watch all this stuff on, on YouTube. And I'll put a link to the YouTube uh, video of the meeting in the show notes. Everything they said may well be true. They may be worried about their kids. They, it may be sad when people get sick. Um, we may have an oral, a moral obligation to do certain things to protect children. We may, you know, these people may have been veterans and may have had a terrible time with COVID. All those things are true, but none of them give the government the right to violate the rights of other people. They don't. Uh, none of them. So <clears throat> you have to understand what rights are to rightly understand 
what we're talking about here. You have to look two steps beyond the power that you're going to give the government. If we continue to cede power, secede power to the government, give it over to them and allow them to do things that, that aren't in their purview to do, the government will eventually turn that power into something that is not beneficial and is probably negative. They will abuse that power and they will abuse it on the very people that begged them to take it in the first place. Your rights exist. The government does not grant you rights. The magical paper called the Constitution, that and I think is a wonderfully written document, it doesn't grant you your rights. It simply outlines what some of your rights are as a human being who exists in the world. Your rights exist. You have a government that will either choose to respect your rights or it will choose to violate your rights. And it doesn't matter what reason what altruistic, noble reason they say they're violating your rights. If they are choosing to violate your rights, they've still violated your rights, and it's not good. It's not a positive thing, and that's, that's the crux of the problem. Some people don't understand the terrible thing that they're doing in allowing the government to violate their rights under this supposed you know, uh, need to protect people from COVID-19. I'm not saying COVID-19 isn't a problem. I'm not saying it's not an illness that is terrible. Uh, that does awful things to people. I'm saying people of Clay County, these progressives want to limit the rights that you have to decide for yourself and your children what risks are acceptable to you and what ability you have to try to mitigate those risks. They want to force your children to take actions that they don't have the right to force them to take. So, you know, the big question is now, nothing was decided at the school board meeting. There was no vote. There was no mask, anything on the agenda. They would have to put it on the agenda and then put it at the next school board meeting. The next school board meeting is August 24th at 9 a.m. at the Teacher and Service Center in, uh, I believe it's Fleming Island, but I could be wrong. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, where you can go and see the agenda and, and where it's going to be. But it's 9 a.m. August 24th. So the question is, this is what they call a board workshop where it's a little more in- uh, formal, a little less formal than regular standard school board meetings. The question is, you know, this is where they decide what's going to be on the official agenda for the next school board meeting. They do a big agenda review. Um, the school board members can, you know, use the parliamentary rules to add something onto this agenda, as, uh, as can the superintendent. <clears throat> so the question is, are they going to bring this up, Right. I would highly encourage all of you, you know, if you're someone who's fortunate enough, maybe your mom who doesn't have a job and that's not a slight against you, but maybe your mom who has some time on your hands where other folks maybe who have to work in the mornings don't, and you feel strongly about this subject, you know, maybe you should show up to this meeting. It is a meeting that the public can attend and there is a public comment section uh, on these workshop meetings, just like there are, uh, you know, at the regular school board meetings, you have the ability to speak. I believe it's for three minutes, though. School board is notoriously anti-public comment. They do not want to hear from you, so don't expect them to take kindly to you showing up, but you should do it anyway. And if this gets in the, the, the mass mandate discussion gets on this, uh, the agenda for this meeting and for the next meeting, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my observations of how it's going to go down. Here's what's going to happen. <clears throat> First of all, Janice Caracas and Tina Bullock are going to vote for it. They will do what the school, the teachers union tells them to do. They always have. They always will. Go back and look at their voting record. Uh, they are essentially acting, uh, you know, under the 
worldview of pro- uh, progressive politics. They are progressive politicians. Now, I'm not going to call them Democrats because I don't think either of them are registered as Democrats, but they are progressives. There's never been a uh, idea that the teachers union had that they didn't love. There's never been a tax increase that they didn't vote yes for. Um, they wanted to close down these campuses. They wanted to lock down the schools. They voted for the school board police. And God love the, the men and women of the school board police department. Please don't ever take my criticisms if you're listening to this, any of the officers or even leadership there as a criticism of you as human beings. But your school board police, police department shouldn't exist. There's no reason for it to exist other than it was a feather in the cap of Addison Davis who was trying to jump ship as soon as he came. But Caracas and Bullock are going to vote for it. I believe that Beth Clark and Ashley Gilhausen will probably vote against it. They love tax increases. Well, I don't know about Beth Clark, right? I like Beth Clark. I know Beth Clark. I've met her. wouldn't say she and I are necessarily like good friends or anything, but I got to know her in the last election cycle, and I believe that she's trying to do what's in the best interest of kids in the school. But they'll vote against it. Ashley Gilhausen, you know, I don't know. We'll see. She'll vote against it. She loves tax increases just like the rest of them, but, you know, she'll vote against the mass mandate. I'd, I'd, I'd almost bet you money that – I know, you know, just from based on my conversations, I can't say I know for sure, but what I know about Beth Clark, I would believe that she would vote against the mask mandate. And what I know about Ashley Gilhausen, I believe she'd vote against it also. So your swing vote is Mary Bola. And I like Mary Bola. I like Mary Bola. I like the fact that she, every time I've ever asked her a question, and even some questions that weren't, you know, nice, you know, fluffy questions like you get from some folks who cover uh, things going on in Clay County. Like, you know, they weren't rude, but like they were direct. Like, Hey, here's the thing. I don't understand why help me understand. Cause I believe this is a bad idea. She, she has stood up and answered every question I have ever asked her. And she is willing to have a conversation with you. So the question is how will Mary Bola vote on a mask mandate? I don't know. She seems to be middle of the road on a lot of things. I like that. Um, I think, you know, she, she, as a former educator, um, probably has a perspective that leans more towards what you would hear sometimes from the teachers union. Maybe not always, but that's just my, again, my opinion, my observation. So, you know, that's how I see it going down. I think that Mary Bola is the swing vote, but what I think if you're listening to this and you don't agree with a mass mandate, I think what you should do is you should start right now talking to your school board members. You gotta, you gotta let these people know, what you think about it, you know, and, and part of the problem is, you know, I have organized many events to try to get people to come to school board meetings for other issues. And people say they're going to come. Oh yeah, man. You know, we agree with you on this. We, we don't think it's good or we think it is good. We'll show up. We'll talk about it. We'll talk to people. And then no one does it. A handful of people do it. There's a handful of consistent people. And I, I'm talking like less than 10 who show up to these things. So the rest of you who are, don't agree with the progressive politics at play in the Clay County school district, where are you? Where are you? I need you. If you believe what you say you believe and you believe that some of these things they're doing aren't in the best interest of the students and the children in the county and even the staff in the county, you got to start talking to these people. And I'm not talking, I'm not saying you harass them in a way that's unprofessional or rude. Like there's no need to be rude to them. There's no need to be nasty to anybody, you know. But you should let them know, like, hey, I don't believe that a mask mandate is in the best interest. And you should let them know also that you're going to remember it at the ballot box the next time they're up for re-election. That is the only way you're going to cure the problems that uh, the school district currently has. And, and the problems, let me just sum it up for you, in my opinion, are they are money hungry. This is a department that wants to spend thousands of dollars on things like um, golf carts that are customized with food uh, preparation units so they can drive around high school campuses that already have cafeterias, mind you, and allow kids to buy food from a golf cart. Go look it up. Go look it up on the Clay County District Schools uh, 
Facebook page. It's on there. Or Clay County District Schools Food and Nutrition Services Facebook page, which why does that even have a Facebook page is a topic for a whole nother day. But go look at it. Go look at that post. They voted to raise your property taxes. They've done that the last four years in a row. They've also voted uh, extra millage rates and the sales tax on top of that. Um, you know, they, they, they have money to spend on these things They they want to spend money on those things and raise your property taxes. And, and, you know, the only way you're going to cure the, the money hungry slide into progressivism that you are definitely starting to see in the Clay County school district is to vote these people out and put reasonable people in. Now I'll tell you right now that doesn't necessarily just mean putting Republicans in the seats that are already there. Um, it means actually finding people who are independent thinkers and, and want to look at things from a problem solving perspective. Now, where are those people? We got to get those people to run. Like, I, I don't know who they are, but, um, you know, these people that are on the board are supposedly Republicans, but I told you, you know, Republicans are just progressives going the speed limit. I told you that earlier. It's not my saying again, you know, look up Michael Malice, hat tip to him on that, but you have to get involved. You've got to do something. You've got to look at these folks and, and, Talk to them, look them in the eye, and let them know that you're going to remember at the ballot box the ways that they vote and the things that they're doing. Otherwise, you know, you get the politicians you deserve. You know, you, you get what you deserve if you don't vote these people out, if you don't get rid of these people, if you don't take these people to task when they do these things. Um, you're, you're letting them do this if you're not involved. So, you know, Clay County, show up, speak out, let them know that you see what they're doing. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll be back, you know, in a week or two with an update once they post the agenda. Uh, you know, on this, well, there'll be another episode. I got a couple episodes coming out, um, you know, so look forward to those. going to be a lot of me talking to you about things like this. So if you enjoy this, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're there, the Clay County Beacon. Uh, have a good day, Clay County. We'll talk to you soon.